Do you remember the story I told you, episode 308? Um, we had Gio on a while back, and I was at Chipotle, and the guy in front of me ordered like eight burrito bowls or rice bowls or whatever they call them, the bowls in front. Yep. I was the only guy in line behind him. Yeah. And all I was getting was one burrito. You know, like how about a token? How you doing? Was was it just one guy? And he ordered all just that. One stuff? One guy ordered all this, all this shit for everybody. Well, what makes is, you think that you weren't going to order eight burritos? Well, why doesn't he turn around and just say, "Hey, you have a big order"? Because I'm getting a few things. Like, so for instance, the reason why I'm bringing this up is today. I just said to you, I don't know, half an hour ago, I said I'll be home in five minutes, and I'll, you know, we'll fire this thing up. Well, I stopped at my usual coffee shop. Okay. And I go inside and I'm standing there. Guy beats me to the front of the line and he pulls out his phone. Well, now he starts like reading off orders, you know, like egg sandwich with the cheese, no sausage, uh, egg sandwich, no, uh, no sausage, just cheese. Like, you know, three sandwiches, an ice mocha thing, a fucking, I, I don't know why people are drinking iced coffees anyway. It doesn't make sense to me. Orders like, 20 timbits orders five or six things okay i stood there i shit you not 12 minutes you didn't say anything to him not a word well that's your first fucking problem not a word i i, I just soft. I, <laughs> soft should should i have said something to him absolutely all i wanted to say was hey excuse me sir just getting a large double double that's all I'm getting. So what do I say when he's halfway through his order? Like, wait, 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 wait. Cut the shit. I'm just getting one coffee. Let me order first. Well, how many how many things did he order? Did he order three sandwiches or did he order eight sandwiches? Like, what did, what did he order? Three sandwiches. Two okay, ice. well, that's not, that's, that's not two, that big. Two ice drinks. It's called Suck It Up, Buttercup. Like muffins. Listen, you're the guy who is on a snail's pace. You get out of your car. You slowly and gently close your door. You walk in. Mm-mm. You let ev- there could be don't eight people. You could there could be eight people going to the front door, and you would open. For I pull all. right up to the door illegally. Get out. Slam my door. Barge in. That is definitely not you. <laughs> anyway. Have a little common courtesy. Would you ah, people wow. behind you? Listen, I mean, he ordered three order. sandwiches. He didn't order. There's only two sandwiches. kids working. There's only two kids working at this place. So it's not like it's got like eight employees back there. Again, I would go back to think, think about it. If you, if you were him and you're looking at you behind, who looks like a mammoth beast that wants to eat three sandwiches himself. Um, just I would just be thinking, you know what? Yeah. He doesn't know that. He doesn't know that. Just ask. If you had the ball sack, you would have been be- <laughs> before he even opened his mouth saying, hey, I don't know how big your order is, but I'm just ordering a coffee. So wait a minute. Coffee, this is on them? me. This is yeah, on it's me. On, it's, on, it's on. If I was ordering as much as he was ordering, I would have turned to the person behind me. If there was one person and I would have said, well, you're a, you're just a great guy. You're just a great guy. And I'll just leave this, this at that then. Yeah. I know it's August 10th, but. This headline kind of caught me because uh, it was just a few days ago, and I think it's a great conversation. But on August 7th, 1992, 
Dominic Hasek was traded to the Buffalo Sabres. Probably the greatest trade that the team ever made. And I said to you before, uh, when we were talking on the way over, or I was on the phone, I said, that's something to talk about. Because he's probably the greatest goalie to ever live. And if that trade never happens, probably. Hold on. If that trade never happens, Dominic Hasek never happens. Yeah. So it's probably like the greatest thing to ever happen to him. Yes, it was. Uh, sometimes movement and uh, a change in uh, in team and thought and philosophy, the whole shoot match, and and just an opportunity to play. Um, he was he was playing for Chicago Blackhawks, right? Yeah. Who's he playing behind? I believe it was Ed Belfour. <laughs> Eddie the Eagle. Okay. Not getting any playing time there. And uh, Dominic Hasek did get traded. He did go on to have uh, a storied career. And he is um, one of the greatest goaltenders to ever play the game. Obviously, here in Buffalo, there's no question um, that he is the greatest player to ever play the game. Um, But outside of Buffalo, I think uh, there is a massive debate huge debate uh between who is the greatest goaltender to to ever play well i'll let you have that opinion at the end of this discussion but here was the trade okay so it was uh obviously the sabers only got hashik in the deal and chicago got stefan beauregard okay okay and then 1993 fourth round pick which turned out to be uh number 90 overall eric daze so i mean they got a good player in daze for a few years, but I think he was hampered by injuries, back injuries, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. I I did play with Patrick Waugh, and Patrick Waugh won two Stanley Cups with the Montreal Canadiens, uh, and a Stanley Cup with the Colorado Avalanche. Is it, do you find it, maybe, maybe this is not irritating or upsetting, Is the does the fan base here in Buffalo are they upset that when you have what what did Dominic Hasek, six six time Vesna trophy winner? Six times he's won the heart multiple years, right? Twice. Help me out here. Twice. Okay. So you have a goaltender that is just the most world class goaltender in 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 the short period of time. He wins six Vesnas and he's not able to win a Stanley Cup in Buffalo. He's got to go to another organization wins. What two, one, one in Detroit or two, two in Detroit. Okay. You know, you look at the greatest goaltenders, um, you know, obviously Martin Berdur won multiple Stanley cups with the New Jersey devils. Um, I would think that uh, Patrick Waugh would be in a discussion of the greatest goaltender ever has won multiple Stanley cups with his current, his current team in the Montreal Canadiens and then got traded and won another Stanley cup. And you have Dominus Kasich where those three players, those three goaltenders alone should be in the conversation of the greatest ever. And Dominic Kasich never won a Stanley cup in Buffalo when he won the Vesna six times. 
Have you ever sat down as a Sabres fan and thought about that? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. Hmm. I'm just looking at uh, just looking at some of his uh, stats. I mean, Jesus, man! You know, don't forget that Olympics in 1998 gold medal. Yeah, yep. How many uh, wins did Dominic Kasich have? Uh, here we are. Here, three hundred and eighty-nine wins. I'll give you another goaltender that's had one hell of a career and won a Stanley Cup with his first team, Mark Andre Fleury. Currently, right now, sits second behind, or, or sorry, third in wins behind Patrick Waugh. He so has five hundred and forty-four. And Verdure has what six ninety? Six ninety-one. It's just, it's just. Yeah. Mind blowing. How much winning that organization did when he was there. You know, you could say that Don, you could say that Martin Berdur was arguably the greatest goaltender to ever play the game, won, won multiple Stanley Cups. He has more wins than any goaltender. Um, that being said, he was on one powerhouse hockey team for many, many, many years. When you have a when you have a defense core made up of Scott Stevens. Scott Niedermeyer, Ken Danico. Like, I mean, when you just go through the 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 defense that we're well, the structure of, of the team, but the sure. structure. But I mean, he made big saves. Yeah, he had to make three big saves where Dominic Kasich was in a fire uh is was in a like he was like a shooter tutor. You kidding me? You the, the difference between the Buffalo Sabres and the New Jersey Devils, who were known for the trap, they only allowed uh probably an average of 20 shots a game where Buffalo was probably averaging 35 plus they're not on That's the same strategy stat we should look up because that team was known for being a very defensively minded hockey team the Which Sabres one? the Sabres what in what 99 97 98 99 in there yeah that's because they couldn't score goals am I wrong well I mean, the conference finals and go, go, Stanley go Cup up, finals go look up right now the leading point producer on the 1999. Not, okay, I, I you're looking at me right now. Have I pulled anything up right now? I pull it up right now. Okay. And I bet you the leading scorer of that team might have been Michael Pekka or Miro Shatan. Well, that sucks then. Because no oh. disrespect to Michael Pekka, he was not a point producing freak in the NHL. No, but Miro Miro was a well, 40 Miro, goals. Miro would have 40 goals and three assists. Okay. <laughs> I like Miro. Miro used to take me to the center ice circle on every game day and use me as a pylon to stick handle around. Worked on my game, though. Helped with my hands. Came up with a lot of great moves. Never used them. Okay, here we go. So what was the season in 80? 90, 98, 99, or is it 99, 98, 99, 97, 98. Okay. Because 
he that was a year he had 40 okay uh 28 assists Twenty six assists. Okay, I know he wasn't like an eighty point guy. Who was second? Pekka. Pekka was second at with fifty four points. Can I just add this in there quickly about Pekka? I can't fucking sure. believe this team let him walk to the Rangers, but oh, go God. ahead. We're not going there. Yep, yep. We've got to move on. Every time um, his name comes up, every time it, opening night, <clears throat> if the Rangers win, I'm going to say, "Can you believe?" They let Mike Pekka go to the Rangers. Yeah. Just because. Okay, go ahead. Who was second? Pekka? Do you know where uh, Miroslav Satan would finish on a team that never even made the playoffs last year in the Buffalo Sabres? you know where he would finish? Behind Tage Thompson, behind Jeff Skinner, behind Alex Tuck, behind Rasmus Dahlin, behind Dylan Cousins. Like, holy shit balls, man. That's great. But those guys wouldn't have those kinds of numbers back then either. So Miro was getting 30 or 40 goals back then in a, at a time when players actually got fucking rumbled. It's pretty damn good. It's pretty elite. That speaks to Miro's talent more than I say the other way. To score 40 goals in 97? Serious? Yeah, but uh, the start of the dead, oh, dead puck era. Okay, but who who were the leading scorers at that time? Probably Yager. I think Yager okay. probably put up hundred and something points that year. If I'm just recall off the top of my head, um, I my guess would be Iserman would probably be up there. Fedorov in '98. Uh, who else would be up there in '98? Um. Gretzky was retiring, but even I think he still had like 90 points in 98 or something like that. 90, 90, um, 80, so 80, so 98, we're looking for 90. Are you looking for league leaders? Yes. Okay. Well, you never told me who was second on the Sabres in scoring. Was it Pekka? It was With 50, 56 points. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to say Yager led the league in 98. I'm trying to think. Who else was... Uh, what was Lindros doing back then? Lindros might have just come off a 115-point season with the Flyers in 97. I think he won the Hart Trophy. How about this recall? I Right off the top of my head. You, you think I'm it? reading it off a sheet. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Lindros won the MVP in 97. What's taking you so long? How hard is it? I'm uh I'm just uh I I'm listening to you speak. Okay, well and I'm sh- just can you of- not type and listen at the same time? All you got to do is type in 97-98 NHL scoring leaders in Google and it will come right up. My God. You're putting pressure on me. You're like fucking Ray Finkel right now, the way you... Yager. Yogsy, 102 points. Okay. Who was second? Peter Forsberg. Third, Pavel Bure. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I forgot about Forsberg. How many did Forsberg have? Actually, that was 97, 98. That's fine. 97, 90... 
That's the season we're talking about. No, we're talking about 98.99. Yeah, 98.99. Okay, go ahead to 98.99. The point is. No, the point is, I bet you Yager led the league that year too with probably more points than that. Got it. Here we go. And the leading. Give me give me a guess. Who do you Yager. think it is? Yager. Yager was number one. 152 points. 127 points. 127 points. I knew he had a big year. Then there's two players that played on the same team that were number one and number two. You mean number two and number three? Yes, that's what I meant. Okay. Uh one was a sniper. One was um, Fedorov and Eiserman. Negative. Lindros and Leclerc. Lindros was number seven at ninety-three points. Shit. Okay. Uh, Leclerc. John Leclerc had ninety points. He was number nine in the okay. league. Okay. Who was ten? Just out of curiosity. Ten was Pavel Dimitra, St. Louis Blues, thirty-seven. Rest in peace. Died in the Russian yes. plane crash. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, he had some great year. Was he in St. Louis that year? Yes. Undercover, yes, great player that guy was. Man, every time I used to check the box scores all the time. You know who I used to always see in the box scores? Let me go squirrel for a minute. Was some defenseman from Winnipeg named Olison, Frederick Olison, or something? Ol. Not Tapo Newman, and it was another guy named Olison. I'm going to look him up, but he was okay. always on the stats. But so two and three, same team that year. 98-99? Gretzky, 98-99. No. Gretzky, no. So I'm trying to think. What were some big teams? Uh, Dallas, maybe? Medano? The Medano uh, was number 13 in the league that year. 34 goals, 81 points in 77 games. East or West Conference, these guys? Western Conference. Uh, the number two player played 75 games that year. He had 40. Seven goals, a hundred and seven Forsberg. Okay. Number three is his centerman. 82 games, 39 goals, 101 points. One was a right-handed shot, right winger. Western. Yeah, you suck at this game. I can get you want some you want some help? I don't know. Um Yager was number one, 127 points, 44 goals. Number two had 47 goals, 107 points. He was a right winger, one of the best goal scorers in the history of the game. Pavel Bray. Then, then his centerman. Why did you look at me that way? Is he a left then his He's a left-hand shot. That's why. Then his centerman. Had 39 goals and 101 points, and he had a shortened career. I give up. I'm not telling you then. I'm not telling you. Don't look it up. Look, what I'm not looking. Right I'm now? not looking. I was making that's sure. exactly what you're doing. No, with I a big to, smile on your face. Look at this. I was just making sure because the way you looked at me, I thought maybe you were saying that Burray wasn't a left no. shot. 
So no, but Beret is a left-hand shot. I knew that, but I just you made me second guess. Fuck, I don't know what. Uh, so here's the thing: I'm like not going to say like who it is. Like a southern team, like a like okay, so Cal, like I a am West not Coast going team, to say who it is. You are done. You have been eliminated. I the people that are going to listen to this. I do, here's the thing: if you have any integrity at all, eight ninety nine. You are not going to Oilers look no. this up. Aginla. Jerome Aginla. No. Okay. So uh, we're going to move on and I want people. Okay. So what division, integrity. what division is the team in right now? Are they in the Pacific or are they in the yes. central division? They're in the Pacific division. Yes. 98, 99, 98, 99. So who's in the, so. Uh, not Keith Kachuk. No. You're terrible uh, at this, eh? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going back to 98, 99. I got Yager right, though. So Edmonton? Uh, no, there's nobody in Edmonton. Pacific. Edmonton's in the Pacific. Well, they are now. You, yeah. So the team that this this team then is in the Pacific Division now? Yes. Okay, so Vancouver. Vancouver Canucks. You're asking the team? Todd Bertuzzi. And Marcus Nasland. No. Fuck. Bertuzzi's a left-hand shot anyway. I give up. Who is it? Who is it? Tell me. I'm not telling you. Tell me, tell me. I'm not even. I'm not. I swear to God, I'm not even going to tell you, because it's it, it's mind blowing that that you cannot get this. Joe Thornton, no, he was he wasn't even there yet. Um, I don't know what I don't. Anyway, I, we're going to move on, and I'm going to give you one last. Uh, um. One last clue. The team that these two players played for was last in the league this year. <laughs> what kind of a... What is wrong with you? So who was last in the league this year? Chicago? No. Chicago was third worst. Oh, they San, not? San Jose was worst team in the league, right? No, they weren't. <laughs> Who was worst? You had Chicago that was third worst, but they moved up in the draft and got number one. You had okay. Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm -hmm. Anaheim. 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 Who were the two players in 98-99 season? Emu Solani. And? Uh, and oh, Paul Korea. I, I, that, I, that was yeah. rough. Your <laughs> hockey knowledge sucks. <laughs> Would have had that in 10 seconds, but anyway, you're playing in the league. <laughs> no, but like, come on, how old were you? Were playing you in, uh, 18, 19. Oh my god, you should have known that. Mm -mm. 
Anyway, so you talked about Dominic. No one Hassan gives a shit about who finishes second and third in the fucking leading scorer race. Yeah, there you go. So you talked about this on the day. On August 7th, it was a massive day. Dominic Hassett got traded to the uh, the Buffalo Sabres. Well, on this day, Andrew. August 10th. On August 9th. Well, today's the 10th. I know. Yesterday. I know what yesterday was. I didn't even I right. knew it when I woke up. The Oilers traded Wayne Gretzky to the Kings. Yeah. Biggest day in NHL history. Kings owner Bruce McNall pulled off the unthinkable as he acquired 27-year-old Wayne Gretzky from the Edmonton Oilers along with Mike Krusilniski and Marty McSorley. Edmonton Oilers received Jimmy Carson, Martin Jelena, and three first-round draft picks and a boatload of cash, $15 million. Did that change hockey? Well, there's a documentary about it um, on the NHL Network called Did That Change Hockey? The Day That Changed the Game. Yeah. Do you believe that changed the game? 100%. And that's why there's teams in San Jose, Anaheim, Florida. But can I say something? And and, and rightfully so. Arizona. He had had every right. And I don't want to go in. And and peg anything on Gretzky, but I think he facilitated that more than more than I think people let on. I think a lot of people really? protected. Oh yeah, I think no people, way. People, I think so. He did a thing. Um, I think it might have been the day that changed the game, but it was with uh, Berg, Peter Berg, Peter Berg, the uh, actor and director, and I think it's Peter Berg, and. You know, they're on a golf course and they're talking and, and I, you know, I didn't know we'd be talking about this. So I, I can't, I can't recall the quote right off the bat, but there was something about he was sitting in Bruce McNall's office and Bruce McNall called Peter Pocklington and didn't tell Pocklington that Gretzky was in the room. And he let Pocklington shit on Gretzky or say something about Gretzky, called him like a spoiled prima donna. I something I'm paraphrasing. And they hung up, and I think it was kind of like that was the done deal. And I think Bruce McNall told that story. And that was that's shady as shit right there to do that. Those are operations and dealings that should go on behind the scenes. Why is Gretzky in McNall's office? When the deal hasn't even been done. Like I so, don't know. Maybe, maybe because he married uh, he married 137, 164, 212, 196, 205, 208, 215, 183, and 149. That's why he's sitting in the office. Right? What was the point totals of Wayne Gretzky? In Edmonton. Mind-blowing. Just absolutely mind-blowing. And a player of his stature, he's very clear that back back then, you know, for so long throughout his career, he was the face of the entire NHL. Yeah, listen, I'm not, I'm, and I, I, I hope I prefaced everything here by saying I don't begrudge him for this. He had every right to do this. He married Janet Jones and... Wanted to move to L.A. 
I think it's the greatest thing. To, I think it's the greatest thing to to happen to hockey. Anaheim's won a cup. Okay. San Jose has not, but they've been dominant for years. LA has won two cups, not with Gretzky, but later on. Um, there are teams in Florida. Arizona has a team, but you know, whatever. Well, Tampa Bay, you look at all the Southern teams. Okay. Tampa Bay's won two Stanley Cups, or actually, sorry, three Stanley Cups. Um, Carolina has won one Stanley Cup in 2006, if I, I think, right? Um, that? who? Uh, Carolina won in 2006. Yeah. 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 Um, Anaheim won you in have 07. Anaheim won in 07 and uh um, la and LA. 11 and 13 or something 11, 13, maybe 11 yeah. and 14 yeah. or something like that dallas dallas has won what one for sure we know that one, one yeah it was they were in the finals not long ago in the bubble yeah i remember i just remember that that squad with daryl sador and kevin hatcher or no not kevin darian hatcher um Mike Mandano, all those guys. What a what an awesome team. Uh Yari Yari Lettinen. Newendike. Oh Brad Hall. Oh my God. What an what a freaking team that was. Anyway, all these southern so, yeah, I do think I do think it changed the game. Colorado. Yeah. Can you throw Colorado in there? No. No, okay. No, I wouldn't throw Colorado in there. But anyway, good for Wayne Gretzky. So yeah, that was August. That was August 9th. Sidney Crosby's birthday was August 7th. I was asked this the other day. And and this is an interesting because both both teams, obviously the Bills have gone in a, a really exciting direction with, you know, Brennan Bean and, you know, Sean McDermott and obviously having a quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the league and, and Josh Allen gives you a chance to win every year. You look at the Sabres, all the suffering. Oh my God, man. It's, it's been, it's been a long, a long haul um, that this team has not been in the playoffs, but there's a, there's so much positive about this team moving forward. It, it really is, is a, is a shining light. I was asked the other day when we were talking about, you know, football season, mock drafts, you know, getting acclimated with the, with the new players. And, and someone said, you know, who's going to win, who's going to win the first championship. It's going to be the Sabres or is it going to be the Bills? You ask. What are your thoughts? That? Yeah. I would have to say the Bills. If if either are going to win, I think it would be the Bills. I believe football players will sign anywhere to win. I believe hockey players will pick and choose their best chances in certain destinations to win. Like, for instance, I don't know who the, like, uh, Stefan Diggs coming to, I mean, he wasn't he coming from Minnesota. So, I mean, it's not like it's that big of a difference. We anyway. got traded from Minnesota. Like, but I mean, have any say in that? Who's the big defensive lineman? Uh, won uh, two Super Bowls. Uh, big number three overall. Big guy wears the glasses. Von Miller. Okay. Yeah. Like he, he came here as a free agent. Like, I don't think a player like Von Miller would be coming in the hockey sense would be coming to Buffalo to play for the Sabres. But I think a player 
any player will go and sign. Well, that's I, I don't think that's true. They think have a, they have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Okay, but Von Miller wouldn't be coming to the Buffalo Bills two years prior because the team wasn't able to win. Now that now that I'm saying have, even if they are, this is what I'm saying. I'm putting them on on ready to win status. I'm not putting them on where they are right now status. I'm putting them at ready to win status. I think if the Sabres, but the you're Bills talking were, about Von Miller signing in Buffalo, and you're who's saying who's your Von Miller of the NHL? Let's call it uh, Petrangelo. Okay, when he was a free yeah, agent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. So so Alex Petrangelo becomes an unrestricted free agent in the NHL. Okay. And he has his pick of the litter. The Buffalo Sabres are literally one defenseman like Petrangelo away from being the favorite in the league. Yes. Okay. Yes. The Buffalo Bills are one piece away on their defense to be to be the favorite in the league and the bills were the favorite last year going into the season i've never seen that before in my in my lifetime even so it is more likely that your alex petrangelo player for hockey and whatever that caliber is for football would sign with the bills over the sabers that's why i think they'll win that's why i think they'll win now, I'm not suggesting that football players want to win more than hockey players do or vice versa. All I'm saying is I think that the sport mindset is different. I just I, and I, I don't even know that I can articulate well enough for people. But what you're saying is a player like Von Miller, who signed with the Bills, signed for a reason. He he knew that the Bills were ultimately and and I with, think in hockey, Josh Allen, I think in hockey, Alex Petrangelo has more options. I know, I think but do you not think? Do you not think in another? Let's just say hypothetically, another year from now, Tage Thompson has another monster year. Okay, let's say he puts up ninety-eight points this year, and you have all these players that are super insanely young kids, like Dylan Cousins, is now twenty-two years old. When he was 21, he scored 30 freaking one goals or 32 goals, whatever it was. You have you have a large number of players that are on the on the Sabres right now that are really dynamic. Okay. You have two first overall, not two, two first rounders, two first overall defensemen on the same team. One of them last year had 73 points. So what I'm trying to say is in another year, or maybe even another two years from now, when the Sabres are a team that is fucking wrecking other teams. Remember Pittsburgh and Washington and all those teams that were dominating, they're falling off. There's going to be a fall off. Tampa Bay is going to fall off. All yeah, Craig, teams, we've gone over this a bunch. All I'm trying to say is but, this. Yeah, but my point on. is, is that I don't care how good the Sabres are. They're not bringing in that free agent. He's not. That's coming what I'm here. saying. I think you're wrong. Okay, I, okay. Well, I I'm, think I'm, you're totally wrong. I think not there's a, a it's player. not an indictment on the market or the team. It's it's a it's a uh it's the options that are more available to the players. You don't think that there was options available to Von Miller? I but do. But chose Buffalo Bills because of because, because of, they were ready to win, because he okay. thought he could have won another another Super in, Bowl. In two years from now, two years from now, 
I think her, Buffalo Sabres are going to be in an opportunity where they can win. And if they need to go into unrestricted free agency, there are but going you, to be players that would prefer probably. But you need to, to understand something too, though. Or, How long did Von Miller sign for? I don't even need to look, but I know it wasn't eight years. So, so these players, he's when they 30, sign, he's, he's like 32 years old, Pete. No, you, right. But no UFA takes, takes uh, a one or two year deal unless you're Bertuzzi or these guys are starting to take shorter term deals. But my point is, is that he can get the same kind of money. Now, granted, I understand the size of the sports and the revenues and all that and the salary caps, but he can get the same kind of money in two years as a Petrangelo will get in five or six. He signed so, a six-year deal with the Bills, by the way. Six-year deal, $120 million, 45 guaranteed. So you don't think that he bought into this team? How much, how uh, 45 million over how many, how many, I mean, six he years. could play, he could play, yeah, over six years, but he could play three of that and shut it down. My, yeah, okay. Fair yes. point. That's true. That's true. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny that, but all I'm saying is Von Miller. My um, point, my point is, is I think the bills will always be able to draw more. easily i think the nfl it doesn't matter what market you're in if you're ready to win any player will come there and the nhl i don't see it it's the same the same way because i think winning in the nhl is such a crapshoot anyway you yeah. can't predict who's going to win year after year in the nfl H- hence florida making the playoffs or uh, the finals hence florida making the playoffs and yeah. going to the finals right it's an absolute joke and then the nfl I mean, look at every year, Kansas City, Buffalo. It comes down to those two teams last year, and those were the two teams that people are picking to win. On the other side, it's Cincinnati or some other team. Yeah. You know, so it's like you can well, you look at the revolving door four or five teams in the NFL. In the NHL, it's a it's literally a goddamn crapshoot. I know, but I I think in the NFL you're you're signing with teams because of um the opportunity to win. Certainly guys like Von Miller. I think that there's going to be players out there. In, in a year or two from now that are going to look at the Buffalo Sabres and sit there and go, holy shit, this team is a powerhouse. Owen Power is a freak. Rasmus Dahlin is a top defenseman, Norris T- Trophy, every single year candidate. I mean, Tage Thompson is going to grow into and still become that elite face to the franchise type player. And then there's a whole bunch of high-end first round draft picks that are still shredding it i think kevin adams is going to have to do it differently than brandon bean has to do it brandon bean has the luxury of having josh allen jet brandon bean has the the luxury of having a new stadium coming um the buffalo bills are a hot commodity right now in the nfl and players want to yep. be on prime time and the bills are now prime time the Sabres are a long way from that, and Kevin Adams isn't going to be able to do it through tossing money around because he's going to be cap-strapped coming up. So the circumstances for football and hockey are very different. Kevin Adams has to be creative and trade. He has to be creative and trade some of these assets to go and 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 become the team that's going to win before the Buffalo Bills. And i got to be honest with you. I'm wondering how I'm starting to question how willing he is to do that. 
I'm starting to question if he's because the, you got to think about it. And I and I understand the, this apprehension. Think about it from this standpoint. You drafted these players. Now you need to trade them for pieces that are going to take your team to the to the next level. But what if those pieces that you bring in don't work? And what if those pieces you ship out become stars? That's the risk of any GM. I get it. But that's the position he's in because he has so much currency and he doesn't have enough real players. I say real players. I'm not saying NHL players. I'm saying he doesn't have enough of the right players to be a team that we're even close to talking about. I don't care what Tage Thompson does and Tuck and Skinner and Darlene and Power because you have young goaltending, certainly unproven. You've got three, four, five, six, seven defensemen. You have no idea what you're going to get. And you've got six forwards in, a, in the last two lines that are not the type of lines that make up a well-rounded team. That's my that's my analysis. Good luck next season. Going to rely a lot on Tuck Thompson and Skinner again. Those poor bastards. They gotta you know they gotta carry the load. Tuck better you know be ninety points. Thompson better be, you know, I saw something the NHL network the other other day over under 102. Why put that kind yeah. of pressure on him? If he gets 90. I, I, I still go back and I, I, I really do believe that Thompson and Skinner and, and Tuck were world-class number one line in the league without question times 10. I still think that in order for this team to win, I think that you might have to give an opportunity to Casey Middlestat, who absolutely went on fire when he started to play with Tuck and Skinner. And, you know, if you want to win more hockey games, I think I think Tage Thompson might have to take on a little bit different role to make the players that he's playing with better. So he might be playing on a, on a different line. But who knows? Time will tell, and we got uh, we got lots of time until uh, we know those answers. But I'm going to go out in a limb, Petey, and I'm going to say this: I think I think the Sabers they're going to win in three years if they have an opportunity, three four years, when this young group has been signed, sealed, and delivered. You know the salary cap structure. You look at all these other teams that have you know, 10, 12, 13, $14 million players that are going to be signing. And we've got guys like Tage Thompson and uh, um, Dylan Cousins making 7 million. We're going to be sitting there laughing our heads off. So we'll see we'll what see. happens. We'll see. I mean, it's all about, it's all about what you can bring in around it. I mean, it's nice to have those pieces. Don't waste them. Do not waste them surround them with the right kind of players because that's what all these other teams that are winning have done. They have all these pieces, but they don't waste them because they surround them with the right pieces. I think that's why Florida was successful. I'll leave you with a quick story before we get out of here. Uh, so before you transitioned into the Sabres conversation, I mentioned that eight, seven was Sidney Crosby's birthday. So I coached this kid. It's also a kid's birthday that came up through the junior Sabre ranks. He lived with my brother, uh, plays at BC now. He was drafted by Colorado. His name's Colby Ambrosio. He's also born on August 7th. So happy, happy belated birthday to Colby. But the point is, I remember uh, when I coached him, he wanted to wear number 87. 
and I wouldn't let him wear 87. You know, he's coming over to the States. He's a Canadian kid. You know, he's, he's a 15 year old playing on 16. U. am like, you're already going to get enough attention as it is. Don't draw more attention to yourself wearing number 87. Right. He goes day. It's my birthday. I'm born August 7th. And I said, Oh, I said, okay, I still don't think you should wear 87. So his, and, and his, his dad comes up to me who I love. And I loved at the time. And I had no problem. He's like, Hey, listen, you know, I just, I wanted to just, you know, Colby, Colby would, would, you know, really love to wear 87. It's kind of always been his number. He, he said, he's born on August 7th. And I said, I said, well, what would, what would you say if he was born on September 9th? Would you let him wear 99? And he goes, well, that's a good point. <laughs> so we wore 67. Come on. Yeah. I, I think this, uh, I don't know why you wouldn't allow a kid to wear 87. Uh, 87 to me uh, is a meaningless number. There's only one number in hockey. There's only one number in hockey that I would have. I would be sick when I see it and I see it. I see it. Maybe one, every one or two years, I'll see a kid with 99. No way. Yes. 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 Okay, so hold on a second. Every other number. Does that mean that no high school quarterback can ever wear 12? Like, why? Why? What? What? You tell me why. What's 12? Yeah. You tell me what 12 is. I don't know. Thomas Brady. Oh, okay. Okay. He's good. So so you you lost your shit a few years ago when that, uh, and this is kind of one of the reasons why I even said this to the, when that kid from the Islanders who has unbelievable skill, but is a, I guess wearing 66 was wearing 66 with those flashy skates. Do you remember that? Do you know that he uh, just recently retired? No, I didn't. What's his name? What's his Hosang? Josh Hosang. Josh Hosang. Hosang. Yeah. I just I just read something uh very recently that he had uh uh I think uh hung up the skate blades. Well, that is a waste of talent. It's too bad. That's a yes. that's it's a waste of talent and I mean that in the most respectful way. Cuz he was I mean he went 28th overall in the draft. But he was touted as one of the most skilled players and best players in the draft. He could have been a top ten talent. I don't know whatever happened to the kid. His but... uh, attitude stunk to high hell, and uh, you know what? When you have a really shitty attitude as a young player, but you're a but you're a star, um, coaches sometimes allow that. They allow it because they win more games. Once you get to the highest level of hockey, and if you have a shitty attitude and you're not a good teammate and you will not do what it takes to be a team player, they will ship you out. I don't care how good you are. All I'm saying is kids shouldn't wear 87. They shouldn't wear 99. They shouldn't wear 66. Or you should just be allowed to wear them all. Sidney Crosby's had an unbelievable career. No shit. <laughs> oh my god. No he, shit. So so currently right now, 
my 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 debate was Steve Eisman. I just picked Steve Eisman because I love Steve Eisman. I can still see that goal in the playoffs where he stepped over the blue line on the right-hand side and ripped an absolute missile right in the top left-hand corner. Right Over whose shoulder? I can't. Mm, Eddie Balfour? What team was, was it? it? Dallas. No. Who was it? You tell me. You're the one that said I can still remember that goal. I just remember the goal. I remember him jumping in the air. I remember him I'm being a legend. Sure, I'm pretty sure it was St. Louis, and it might have been Curtis Joseph. Okay. okay. So anyway, Steve Eisenman, 1,500 career games, 1,514. He had 692 goals, 1,755 points. So you have Sidney Crosby, who has... 1,190 games. So about 350 less games. Um, he has 550 goals with 1,502 points. How many goals or how many points do you think Sidney Crosby will end with when he's done his career? How many games do you think Sidney Crosby has left in his body? What is he? I mean, 30, what's what's he, he have 36, left on his contract? He's, he's got three years on his contract or two? I think he's got two years left, three tops. To play, really? Uh, on his contract, on his current con He has two years left on his current contract. And he had an unbelievable season last year. 93 points, I think it was. Right, yep. eighty-two games played played the entire season. Man, he he's just a type of guy that is taking care of his body so well that he, I could see this guy playing into his forties. What's his motivation, though? That's what I don't I understand. Think, I think at this point, his motivation is is climbing that that ladder he's already won three stanley cups he's won an olympic gold medal he's won world cups he's won everything the guy has been a legend throughout his hockey career i i honestly when you when you sit and you look at wayne gretzky yager messier gordy howe ron francis so ron francis sits number five in all-time points ron francis has 1,798 points. So he has 400 more points than Sidney Crosby. Do you think that Sidney Crosby can get to 400 points? In two years, I think he'll get 100 and he'll get at least, a, he'll get 100 and he'll get 82 and 82. He'll get 80. He'll get a point a game. Let's say 170 points Sidney Crosby gets in the next Over the two next years. two years? Yes, 170 points I think is fair. 170. That so puts him at that would, uh, 1672. 16. So that would put him I think his motivation, ahead of Joe Sackick. I think his motivation. And put him at number nine. I think his motivation is 600 goals. He's 50 away. I think it's 1,000 assists. He's 42 away. And, you know, he's 10 away from 1,200 games. 600 goals? No way. He's got 50 goals to go. I mean, he. I, yeah, he has he two more years. Scoring, he, he should be scoring. He scores. 40, 
Let's score. He scored. Let's say he scores thirty goals next year. He needs twenty the next year, and then his contract wraps up, and maybe he's hit his milestones, and he's like, "I'm out." He might win a cup this year. The Penguins could win a cup this year. You can't tell me they can't. So I, could, I, I really could see him firing and playing four and even five more years. The guy, once you quit this game, you're never going back. Where is he in all-time scoring? He's 13th. Okay, so who's ahead of him? Paul Coffey, 1,531 points. Who's at 1,700 points? Where would 17? Mario Lemieux sits number eight in all-time scoring. He has 1,723 points. Okay, that's who he wants to pass. His old his old bill at dad. Yeah, right. He's he stayed at Mary Lemieux's house for the first couple years. Do you years think of his... there's anything like so? Ovechkin's going to chase down Gretzky, and Crosby going to chase down Lemieux, and I think that's a pretty fair trade off. Where's Ovi? Ovi sits number. <laughs> Crosby's fifteenth. Ovi's sixteenth. Look how many games Ovi's played. He's played two hundred more games than Crosby. Yeah. What's he at for games? Crosby's at let's say twelve hundred. He's well. He's at uh, he's at eleven ninety. Yeah. So what's Ovi at? So he's played uh, two hundred and thirty seven less games. Yeah. And he's ahead of him in scoring. I don't give a shit how many goals Alex Ovechkin scores. He is not even close. Not even close. Yeah, but Sidney Crosby's getting second assists on Evgeny Malkin's pass across the ice to Lekatang. What are you talking about? You're such a fucking dickhead. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.